Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Weekly Awakening Podcast. It is your host, Cosmic Colleen, back with another weekly astrology update. How are we all feeling? I know here in the Philadelphia, we finally have sunshine. Last week was already totally exhausting because we're in between eclipses and we got Mars and Cancer. And again, here in the Northeast, and I feel like a lot of this side of the country was just rain and darkness when all we're ready for is warmth and sunshine. But just hold on. Hold on, I know we're fighting that fight, but we are almost through to clear skies. It's not going to be this week, but it will be in about two weeks. I can promise you that. I want to remind everyone to follow me on social media, Cosmic Colleen, 1C across the board. And the reason why doing that, obviously just to support this podcast, is I, you know, I sit with my notes for about a couple hours and I write about the astrology of the week. And then throughout the week when I'm out there living life, you know, under the stars and I'm with my clients, I see other ways that the astrology is playing out. And I usually share that, especially on my TikTok, on my Instagram. So if you want to keep updated on the day, definitely check that out. And thank you everyone who continues to support this podcast. Right now I'm fully self-supporting. I don't ask for donations. I don't ask for money. For years I've just been building this on hopes, dreams, and the support of others. And the best way you can support me is by sharing this with someone, rating, reviewing, subscribing, commenting on my social media that promotes this podcast. All of that really helps this podcast. And so many of you, so many of my day ones, I love you guys, do it for me all the time. I am so grateful and that has really been a huge part of helping this podcast grow and every week I'm getting new weekly listeners I look at my numbers and it's like okay this is amazing you know I started this podcast four years ago when it was the hair healer podcast and and I just didn't give up I just keep going and going and now it's really finally growing and that is because of my day ones who have been riding this out with me forever and I forever forever oh you guys so much gratitude so just know you're always in my prayers my thoughts and I'm always sending good vibes okay so today on monday we got pluto stationing retrograde in aquarius we're going to talk about that the sun is conjunct mercury retrograde we're going to talk about that and then on thursday we have venus squared neptune <laughs> and then on friday is the lunar eclipse in scorpio i know that's that's the tough whammy that's going to be the majority of what we talk about on this podcast today to be honest with you and then the other transits will be um, a little bit shorter but we're really going to get into this lunar eclipse in scorpio before i jump into that i want to tell everyone because i talked about it on last week's episode i did my astrology retreat and workshop it was incredible I'm so grateful for the experience, for these friends I'm building who are really good at helping me build. You know, I have a good friend, Mike, and he is just, he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of Leo and a lot of Capricorn. So he is so good at building. He's good at building a foundation. He's good at like filling the spirit. He's good at bringing people together. And he's been really such a big help in helping me build this. So there's going to be lots more to come. Uh, and we have a lot of plans building ahead. So stay tuned with that. But it was really a credible experience to be there. And I think there out there were the facilitators, there was five of us. So outside of that, there was 13, 12 or 13 people that showed up and and a lot of more more men than women. And in, in, in general, I don't know if a lot of people have this experience. Men are a little at first more closed off to astrology or just not don't really care about it. 
I'm finding that to be, you know, more and more men are finding, you know, are starting to like it. But they were so like, oh, my God. I had a couple guys come up to me afterwards and like, you know, I didn't really think too much about it. I'm used to like going to the bar and a girl be like, oh, you're a Virgo, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I didn't even know how deep this was. And I was like, yeah. And this was just like a simple one hour workshop. And this is how deep it is. Imagine studying for years. It's a never ending cycle. I mean, it's a never ending study practice. It's really, really incredible. Uh, so it was just such a good experience and so much more to come. It just filled my whole spirit. So today I'm still rocking high from that weekend and being with that high vibrational people. And some of the people who had gotten there had shared that they were in a in a hard, tough mood. No surprise in between eclipse season and Mars and Cancer. And they were nervous to come. But, you know, one of the messages I shared with them and and right away they're like, I feel 10 times better is if you're if you're in a mood. Right. And you're in just one of those like self-loathing moods or you're sick of life or you're upset and you have the opportunity to do something that's high vibrational. Maybe a friend says, let's go to a walk or someone says, do this meditation or come to this astrology class. You are literally going to take yourself out of that mood. You're not going to bring that down, right? Because you're going into something high vibrational. You're They're going to, tur- to turn your mood around. And that's exactly what we saw with some of these people. So just reminded this week and when you're in this eclipse, if you're feeling just down and out, not wanting to do anything, feeling like your mood is going to ruin something or someone, don't let that stop you. Because if you're going into something very high vibrational, that energy will win you over, especially if there's multiple high vibrational people. Again, that energy will win you over. Um, one week left on my cleanse. This is the juice week, only liquids. It's crazy. But if you want to know more about the cleanse and the details of the cleanse, and uh, I posted an episode last week with my cleanse coach, FJ, and he's incredible. We don't just talk about that. He was like lived on a... Um, a Buddhist monastery, went to school. Like he has so many amazing stories that will just fill your mind, body, and soul. So definitely check that out. And one more thing before I get into this week's retreat, guess what's coming up after this episode, everyone? I did eclipse. I did eclipse horoscopes again. And I mean, like, who am I? I'm getting my shit done quick and fast. Uh, not quick and fast. I to put a lot of time into it, but I'm doing it much more and making the time for it. So after this episode drops, there will be a Scorpio eclipse horoscope for my rising sign. So just stay tuned for that and definitely check out last week's cleanse episode. Okay, so let's talk about this lunar eclipse. We're getting ready to finish out the eclipse season. So the eclipse season that was bouncing between Scorpio and Taurus originally began in December of 2021 and we had uh, an eclipse in the sign of Taurus and it was a lunar eclipse in the sign of Taurus I'm sorry it's November 2021 wow and then the first Scorpio eclipse came May 15th of 2022 and then we had another one in Taurus and Scorpio in the fall of 2022 and then now um, when we're switching signs it like one will come in so we just had the Aries which is sort of kicking off Simultaneously, um, the Aries Libra is kicking off while the Scorpio Taurus uh, is ending. The access between that is ending. So one of the things we're going to pay attention to is what was happening last May, you know, at May 15th, 2022. And what happened that first month? You know, eclipses are plot twists. It's not it's like something that unfolds. Sometimes it's that day. But often it's a story that unfolds between these eclipses. And when the first eclipse happens, you'll start feeling things or seeing things maybe a week after, two weeks after. Sometimes it can be right then and there. But 
Think back and look at your whole sign Scorpio house on your chart and what's there. Are there planets there? What house does that rule? What are the house topics? And look back to last May and is the same with this past fall. What was happening in your life? What story was playing out? I have... Um, I, mine is my house of siblings and communication and everything in my third house. And around that time, I had found out that one of my siblings was getting divorced and it was a hard divorce. And, and I have Mars in my seventh house of marriage. So it sort of has been playing out with that as well as like working on my own communication when it comes to relationships and like how I can have avoidant anxious attachment style. So just to give you a small glimpse of that. Now the people, you know, and I'll talk more on my rising sign horoscopes about this, the people in the angular houses that have this, the first, the fourth, the seventh, and the tenth are going to be feeling this much bigger and in bigger ways in a lot of ways. So this lunar eclipse, unfortunately, is going to be, it's going to be a tough one. It's it's not going to be easy. I hate like starting out the, and I'll say the same thing with the horoscope, starting this out because a lot of times people want to just hear the positive and they get very overwhelmed by hearing something that is perceived as negative. And what I always share is we have this duality. I know some people believe in the oneness, but we have the way I see life, which is very Mercury, we have a duality. If we have light, we have dark. If we have, for lack of better words, because people don't always like these words, good, then we have bad. If we have good times, we have hard times. You get what I'm saying? And so not every astrology transit is really going to be like, oh my God, amazing, I'm reborn, this is awesome. A lot of them are going to be really hard and it's going to be the tough stuff. But it's how you handle that tough stuff that really shows and guides the light and tells you and really grows your spirit, you know, as unique growth opportunities, I like to say, and it also makes us stronger. So I just want to preface with that. This is going to be a very, very, very strong emotional eclipse. We had, we had the solar eclipse, um, you know, almost two weeks ago in Aries, and that was very strong and passionate, came on strong, but it felt like reborn. And then this coming week, we're like, okay, we're reborn, but yet I'm still sort of feeling some emotions and I'm feeling kind of sad and I'm feeling kind of wompy. Again, Mars and Cancer, that's, <laughs> and that plays out with the Scorpio eclipse. And, and then this week, we're, those feelings that we're still feeling are going to come to a head. They're going to come to a head. We're going to start feeling this probably Thursday, well into the weekend. And like I said, the big thing is going to be feeling emotions very, very deeply and feeling emotions that don't make sense and maybe feeling past emotions that are already coming out. So we have this lunar eclipse in the sign of Scorpio and the moon is not happy in the sign of Scorpio. It's in its fall and the moon currently has Mars, Scorpio's ruling planet, there, which it's also in its fall. So there's mutual reception, kind of like there is with Mercury retrograde, but they're in each other's fall. So it's Mercury, um, you know, and not Mercury retrograde, it's the two planets are in its fall. And so <laughs> I didn't come up with this, but I think it's a great um, example. You know, my teacher uh, who I learned from, Adam Ellenboss, he was talking about this, and I thought this was the perfect example. He had said, it is like two drunk people coming home from the bar. Imagine they just made like a horrible mess. Uh, you know, their lives are a mess. They lost their keys. Everything is, hey, they got into a fight at the bar. 
but they have each other and they're walking home, holding each other up and figuring it out. And they know they'll make it to the end. And at least they're not alone. Someone is helping them carry, <laughs> carry the damage and the wreckage that they just kind of caused. And so it's a little bit of that feeling. There's small support, but there's a little bit of wreckage and emotional wreckage that comes. And like I said, it's this is going to be a harder plot change in life, something that we maybe did not see coming because it's happening opposite Uranus in Taurus right now. So where Mercury retrograde is happening. So it's something that we didn't see coming. It's sort of coming out of the blue. It could be a conversation of someone, you know, ending something, breaking things off because we have Mercury retrograde also pretty much going opposite this eclipse right before the eclipse becomes exact. So someone coming and saying, hey, I I don't want you to be in this group anymore. I don't want to be your friend anymore. I, you know, or saying like, hey, I found out what you actually did to me six months ago or one of those past Mercury retrogrades and we can no longer, like, we got to talk about this, but things have been permanently changed. And so this is like a big permanent change in our emotions. And it could be our emotions of just getting over something, like feeling that final feel and then releasing whatever was holding you back or ending something you didn't want to, you know, because of because it was too traumatic or too toxic or just not good for you. You were seeing that. So, you know, when it goes, like I said, when it goes opposite Uranus, it adds even a bigger sudden plot change. Um, and, and I think the plot changes will happen pretty quick with this. You know, it might have seemed to be riding out, but the plot twist is going to happen sudden. And maybe come on as chaotic where your emotions like sort of don't know how to act. They don't know if you feel happy about it, if you feel sad about it, if you're crying, if you're emotional, you know, it doesn't know how it's going to act. So, uh, you know, you're going to feel stuck in your emotions. So during this time, this week, it's going to be really important to rest. It's going to be really important to drink water, to rest, to listen to your body. Remember, we have Mars and Cancer, so we don't want to overwork our body during this time because there can be accidents that happen. You could get exhaustion. You could end up getting like a heat stroke. I, mean, I don't want to scare people, but I'm trying to I'm trying to add to like, like Mars and Cancer type of things. And so anytime you're going to overexert your body when your body's telling you to stop don't do it do not overexert yourself because there can be some trauma to the body that then happens with this eclipse so keep that in mind don't overdo anything this weekend and listen to your body rest 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 that is going to be the most important, especially if your body is telling you that, because we have this happening with the south node, which adds the the loss of something, the loss of an energy, the removal of an energy. So just keep that in mind. I can't emphasize that enough because we don't want to have accidents. And, you know, with this, you overexert your body. It's going to be tough. You know, you say, oh, I'm not I'm super tired. I only slept two hours, but I'm still going to the gym for two hours and I'm going to really pump that iron. Well, you might end up tearing and tearing something in your shoulder that puts you out for a couple, you know, a couple months. And this is the type of shit that actually does happen during that's the kind of plot twist during this, especially being so involved with Mars in cancer as well. Remember where it's at its fall. So the positive things you could do while you're stuck in your emotions is you could call a really good friend, someone who brings you out of yourself and say, hey, 
I just need you to distract me with your life. I need you to talk because I need to get out of myself. Or I just need you to listen. This would be a good time to go on a soft walk or maybe do a, a one of those de- meditation water tanks, the deprivation tank, I think is what it's called. Those are really nice, actually. I've done that a few times. Do that. Something that soothes your body, something that relaxes you, something that calms down. You might, during this time, have an emotional blow-up that changes, like I think I said this earlier, changes the course of a relationship relationship with someone and an emotional blow up maybe it was a resentment that's been building inside of you because that's usually what causes the blow ups is a resentment and so this resentment blows up inside of you and you blow up so we got to watch our words with this because sometimes right we blow up with someone and it does change the emotional you know the emotional course of the relationship maybe it brings two maybe someone sees a side of you or you see a side of someone else that was really scary and you didn't want to and you realize oh they got some darkness in there that i don't know if i want to play with or Maybe someone's just sick of your shit and it's the same emotional blow up that you keep doing again or they're doing it to you and you're like, I'm done. Like, I, this is the last time. I can't take this anymore. It's not good for me and will bring like a, a true emotional ending. Um, this can bring on hard time processing emotions and I think being a little bit of hazy in your emotions and like I again I said that earlier but not really sure what you're quite feeling this can bring a change in the way you feel about your living environment maybe your living environment has not been very healthy for you and you're finally seeing it this week or maybe you're just sick of it and it's not fostering any sort of way and there could also be you're just sick of it you know like this will be like I'm just sick of it for no reason like and then if that's the case, just practice gratitude, practice gratitude, you know, because sometimes it won't be as serious where you're like, oh, my God, this is so toxic. I have to get out of this living, this living arrangement. Yes, that can a big time happen with this. But sometimes it is. I hate everything. I am not comfortable here. I hate this bed. I don't want this. I don't want that. What do I want? Again, if you're not in danger, if it's really not toxic, it's just you getting in your own head because you have some feelings that you don't know what you're even feeling, but they're going to be like aggressive, hostile feelings, then practice gratitude. That's my the best thing. And it brings you back down. Practice, you know what? Change your mindset. Your mindset can be changed so fast with writing a gratitude list. Write out, say, you know what? I'm, I'm great. Even if you don't feel it in the moment, I'm grateful for my couch. I'm grateful to have heat. I'm grateful for this house. And that might switch your mindset quicker so you don't get stuck. Because remember, we're going to get stuck in our emotions a little bit this week and this weekend. Um, and and stuck also in your emotional thought patterns. And you might get so sexy like, oh, this is why I, I do that because this is how my parents process their emotions all the time. And this is how I, my parents did that or my sister did that or our family. The way we process emotions, it's very karmic and we're we're taught through our parents. And again, this isn't shouting on our parents. Each each generation, parent and child, have things to heal and grow through. We're, we're changing decades through our ancestral lines. So... Um, But anyways, general fights or emotional damage that can change the relationship for so good or shift the dynamics around big time. I'm telling you, that's going to be a big theme. So just watch yourself. If you're feeling it coming, stop yourself and say, okay, let me say something positive or let me just keep my mouth shut because during this time, I know that big changes and endings can happen from these emotional fights. 
And here's some questions to check in with yourself uh, during this time. You know, we can use this time to grow, to shift emotionally, mentally, spiritually. We don't need to be stuck in just as, woe as me, this is going to be so bad. When the hard times happen, we need to it's a chance for us to raise our consciousness and that's what we need to do. And so each time we do that, these hard transit, these hard times, they get a little easier because we're freeing ourselves and we're raising our consciousness. So here's some awareness, some checking questions. If you're not driving, write these down. If you have a chance, write them down. Eclipse awareness questions. Now, why is this emotionally triggering for me? When we get emotionally triggered, oftentimes we just start, it's like you send off a, a ping pong ball in your head and in your, and in your chest and it's a boom, 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 and it's bouncing around and you actually really have no idea what is the core of that trigger. And you want to blame the surfaced, you know, conscious reason why and what you're seeing, but what is, what's the bigger reason? What's the underlining reason? Because everything has an underlining reason. We can't be triggered by something that isn't already in us. And whether it's a pattern from us, whether it's emotional damage from someone prior, maybe it's a history, you know, with someone or something prior, that is really what is triggering us. So first, ask yourself, why is this so emotionally triggering? And write it down. Again, when you take the pen to paper, that will take you a little bit outside of your head and outside of your emotions. And write down, and and there might be a couple of things. First, you might write, well, this is why. And then you, then you add something else. Well, that's actually the deeper reason why. And then you go, that's actually the deeper reason why, so forth and so on. And the next question is, kind of tied into what I just said, is there another layer under this original conscious reaction? When we first reaction, we when we first have a reaction, it's our conscious reaction. What? How do we normally react to that situation? How do we normally react to that person? And and so that is something that came out of our subconscious that's now conscious. However. That's conscious now. There's layers upon layers in our subconscious underneath that, which is sort of fascinating, you know, and also overwhelming at the same time. So when we ask ourselves that, it's same with writing what's emotionally triggered. Like I said, these two questions go hand in hand. Now ask yourself, what are the underlying original conscious reaction? Now, what's the subconscious? What's the stuff behind it? So if you write out what, you know, here's the conscious reaction, um, what other reactions, like where did this conscious reaction come from? What does it stem from? What does it feel like? And what does it mean? And then from there, you can say, okay, well, how can I bring out a new reaction? What else is in my subconscious that's boiling out? And during this time, we can see also old subconscious reactions coming out that we didn't even know were in us. And especially ones that maybe come from our mother, our grandmothers, those sort of things. And, and stuff that you really thought you healed can come back and bite you. And if that happens, I hate to say bite you, that just means it's still in you. And when we don't, you got to heal to feel. And when we don't get these emotions out of us, when we don't remove them, they make us sick. They go, that energy stays in us and it's layer upon layer upon layer. So this is a unique opportunity, these harder times, to free yourself of that and become more of a conscious being um, living in this conscious world. I can definitely tell you that. Like I said, later today, tomorrow, I'll be posting the more personalized horoscopes for this. Those horoscopes are not going to be like sunshine. It's going to be more about what you guys will probably face emotionally with this eclipse. But remember, things will pass. I mean, like May 16th, I think that I said that that week's going to be like a beautiful rebirth. So I'm excited about that. So today we got Pluto retrograde beginning 
And so Pluto retrograde will begin, and it's actually going to retrograde back into Capricorn. And it's going to go back into Capricorn from June 11th until January 21st, 2024. And then it will not leave. So it enters Aquarius again, January 21st, 2024. And it will not leave Aquarius again until March 8th, 2043. I was thinking about that. I was like, holy shit, I'm going to be 54 years old. (laughs) That's like a lot. I'm like, oh my God. I mean, it's a lot of life will happen, but Oh my God, I'm like, wow, that's kind of crazy. It's going to be there, the Aquarius in my sixth house for 20 years. Um, so look at your sixth house again with Pluto. We look more of the collective, not so personal, except when a personal planet hits it or goes into like a, a transit with that. So we're going to be finishing up some loose ends in Capricorn area of your chart, you know, and with that, finalizing your power. We look at our power in Pluto and maybe we felt more empowered at the end of Capricorn and then we lost a little bit and now you're finalizing that power. And the same goes with the collective out in this world. Finalizing, you know, your power before it steamrolls and makes lots of changes in Aquarius, which is going to have what it's going to do in Aquarius. You're going to say, okay, is my power grounded? Am I grounded? What does this look like? And also replaying a shadow in case you missed it. And the same goes for the collective. We have to, we keep replaying things in our lives until we learn it, the lesson, and we subconsciously attract it. And we can go there, talk about a lot of subconscious stuff. We subconsciously attract it. So replaying a shadow in case you miss something, you know, or because you miss something, not in case because you miss something. And now you have to learn so you can move forward without being stuck in this sort of behavior, the subconscious behavior. And, you know, again, the same goes for the collective. This week with going retrograde, I don't really think you're going to feel a lot with this. Maybe a little bit on the collective, but um, not too, too much. I got to look. I, I, I didn't look ahead, but I'm sure I'll be talking. When it makes its first back into Capricorn transit with another planet, then we'll see it kick up a little bit. Okay. So on Friday, at the same time as this is happening, I'm sorry, Thursday night into Friday as the eclipse is happening, let's talk some Venus. So we're finishing out the Venus and Gemini story. Um, so Thursday night, Venus squares uh, Neptune and Gemini and Pisces. And so we're going to be lost about how we feel about someone or maybe the veil of some sort of kind about someone has been lifted. Um, you see the truth within them and maybe you didn't want to see the truth, but now you see the truth. But I think this is going to be, especially with Mercury retrograde still happening um, and Gemini still, Mer- Venus still being in Gemini. It's going to be a little bit of bit like, how do I really feel about this person? Uh, and that could be friend, family, lover. Uh, how do I feel about them? Is this correct? Am, am I wrong here? Am I being delusional in my own feelings? Um, am I be- being delusional in their feelings? That type of stuff will be happening. And then on Friday, Venus and Gemini will also sextile Jupiter in Aries before Venus moves to Cancer on Monday. I mean, I'm on Sunday. So big self-expression changes this weekend. We can look like you're finally able to show the world who you are. I've talked on the podcast with Venus and Gemini. We're being more open-minded and expressing ourselves in ways that make us happy and not really giving an F what anyone thinks. So you might really finally, you've been maybe tossing around back and forth, but now you're actually really showing up in that big self-expression change and, and showing the world, this is who I am. This is what I like. This is my joy. And I don't care. There also can be a last ditch effort, especially with uh, Venus squaring Neptune the night before, a last ditch effort to really express your love or admiration to someone, or maybe they'll do it to you. 
maybe there was a fight that comes because you're not sure how you felt someone and now you're like, hey, I really, you know, I love you. I need you. I want you. And the same, or someone could be saying that to you, like a last ditch effort with a lot of hope, a lot of drive, and maybe a little bit of aggression to win someone over again or to win over a friendship or win over, you know, your job or something like that. Like that last, that strong, you know, we got Jupiter and Aries. So we got the God of War bringing wisdom and Venus and Gemini, like explaining that you know, letting that communication flow. So, hey, this is really what you need to know. Please don't give up. Like those sort of conversations can happen. And also uh, trying to get someone to really hear your wisdom and you have a tiny breakthrough and it doesn't have to be around relationships or love. It could be like, hey, you know, this isn't good for you. Please just listen to the wisdom or, hey, I know that you're so down and out right now, but trust this wisdom and you have a little breakthrough. You know, the sextile, it's something in the beginning and you have a tiny breakthrough within that. And, you know, at the beginning... Um, you know, and hopefully you guys were a little bit more open with Gemini, Venus and Gemini and being open and not shy about who you are and allowing yourself to express yourself no matter what that looks like. Whoo! But either way, this, this transit, I think will be filled with a little bit of enjoyment and seeking out, um, the fun in a much bigger way. Like you're finally able to do it at the beginning of the transit with Gemini. Like I said, Venus and Gemini, you were open to new ideas. And now by the end of this, you're like, yeah, I'm really ready to jump on that. I'm doing it. So you're going to find new ways to really new big ways to really seek out that enjoyment in a big way. Um, and also awesome and open conversations about spirituality and really be building a deeper connection will be happening this weekend, which I'm excited. And uh, on Monday's episode, I'll talk a little bit more about Venus and Cancer uh, because we've already gone to my limit, past my limit of 30 minutes. So, But I just want to say on Sunday, Venus will move into Cancer and we come back to our bodies after being in our minds and having all that and having Mars and Cancer, we're sort of like coming back into our bodies and, and really beginning to merge our mind and body uh, with those new mentally stimulating joys and stuff like that. So whew, that was a long-winded episode. Finished it at 30 minutes. I hope it's not too long. Remember, stay tuned because the next episode will be about the rising sign horoscopes. But I hope everyone has a beautiful day, a beautiful Monday. And the weather will still shift. So this week, if you're in the Philadelphia area, the northeast part of the country, I know we're all like... I was thinking that this morning because I woke up a little wah-wah. I'm so sick of it. It's 55 degrees all week. And I said, no, Colleen, what are you doing? You're creating more resistance when you do that. You're creating more, you know, it's not ease. How can you say, wow, I really appreciate this weather because if I woke up today and it was snowing, I'd be even more pissed. So how do we, you know, this is a good practice and how do we maintain happiness? Um when something isn't exactly the way we want it and it doesn't give us all those good feels which goes with the eclipse how do we still stay content happy and joyful within that i hope everyone has a fabulous day thank you thank you for always listening and tuning in and i love you guys so much 